What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, April 1st, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the rogue one at Gary Witta. I'm back, baby. Gary, what happened to your hair? Shaved it off. Why? Because I don't give a fuck anymore. Who does? <laughs> Nobody cares anymore. <laughs> I've actually, I've wanted to do it for a long time, but I've always thought like, oh, what if it looks bad? I've always got to yeah. go to some meeting and I don't want to have to explain myself. But, you know, we live in an age right now where no one gives a flying fuck about anything right now. It's true. So why not give it a try? And I got to tell you, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I was going to say, how long, have, how long has it been this way? Um, For about a week, I think. And I have to shave it every couple of days to stop it from coming back in. But so that, that only so takes a minute. trying to keep it. Razor. You're trying to keep I'm, it all the way down. I'm keeping it. This is this is it. I'm, there's no going back. This is the you're new not, look. You're never growing your hair no, back. This is it. This is the new look. Oh, I, don't, I don't. That's outrageous. I, I, don't get me wrong. I like. I, I'm. It's your hair. You look and you look good. By the way, this is. I, I don't like bad. it. I'm it's just the fact that I, I, I thought I like Greg Miller. Orange. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. You, you look kind of like. You look kind of like. convincing me to all the everything you're saying, Kevin. Just convincing me to keep it. And that's fine. That's fine. I'm not trying to win you over. I'm just saying. I think when you I think when you see it in the flesh up when we're all when we're all able to get back together and you're able to see it and touch it and smell it and experience it for yourself, you're exactly gonna like it a lot better. I don't know. Now here's the big question know. though. Is the first cosplay you're gonna do with it Lex Luthor or Uncle Fester? Ooh, got, that I, might win me over. I haven't I haven't got any um I haven't had any um Uncle Fester comments. I did get a lot of Lex Luthor. Sure. And I did, I Can't did, be. um I was very pleased. Uh, uh, that I got a lot of uh, compliments on, like the, the like the geometrically perfect sure. shape of my head. Sure. I was worried that I would have like weird dents and nobbles and things underneath there. Yeah, but um, it's actually like almost like this geometrically perfect hemisphere. I've and, said for years uh, you have a perfect skull. Who knew? It was, it was like, it, I've been hiding my light under a bushel. Can you yeah. move your and the, and the other thing, Greg, is, as you know, I have this increasingly bad bald spot at the back of my head that I really started to feel very self-conscious about in recent years. Didn't like it. So I basically just nuked the site from orbit. Sure. It's the only way to be sure. But now do you have this weird thing where it has the, because you can't go outside that much either. So like, is it, do you have like one tan spot and then a white head? No, it's all pretty Does much. Does it look like I, a nipple? I don't know. I mean, you know, it's like, you you tell me. It's all like. No, oh, yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting there. Now, yeah, Kevin yeah. asked you to take your headphones down, like do one of these things, like take them Jordy down. Jordy LaForge and yeah, oh. to show that to show your symmetrical. I head. could do Jordy LaForge. Hold on, there, there you go. go. That boy. It's Can't also see Cyclops. Shit, Captain. Yeah, I want to make fun of him, but that's a really, really Wait, geometrically Spider-Man. perfect head. I'm telling you, Kevin. Yeah, it is. Q turn. This is this is this is, this is the, the profile. Me. You remember that movie Limitless, no. where he takes that pill that makes him limitless? Yeah. Bradley yeah. Cooper, how can that's, I forget? That's the equivalent. Like instead of taking a pill, I've shaved my head and I'm now. Do you limitless. remember that Limitless was a movie only you and I saw, and then somehow it got made into a TV series as well that Bradley Cooper showed up on for an episode? Weird. Was that, he wasn't on that, there for an episode? that was, Yeah, I remember yeah, that. That yeah, was yeah. weird because it was in the same universe. It wasn't yeah, yeah, like it yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I, I like digress. That movie. <laughs> The oh, thing that I like great. about doing the show from home, by the way, Greg, is I can see the Twitch chat. I've got the Twitch chat open. Don't get distracted, though. I know how you are with shiny things. All right, but Gary, Stay here. you could also Stay do here that. With me. You could do that, no problem. <laughs> I get you an iPad with the Twitch chat at, once we go back to the office. I mean, you. Ne- I mean, you never brought that up, Kevin. So I don't know. You I, I never, never brought it up. Tell me, he's Miller. He's never brought it up. Well, remember, he's the one who wants the paper still. He doesn't want the. He doesn't want any of the technological mm-hmm. things we want. The real like, thing is I like that I can, I can see on your because I know a there. piece of paper. Kevin can't fuck that up. If he gives me a <laughs> gives me an iPad or a laptop, something's gonna go. Something's gonna go, Kevin, about it. What? It's all gone, what, Kevin. What is it? But a piece of paper. What, well, what I mean, he can't fuck I up do? the printer. He, he has fucked up the printer a number of times. What, what? A number of times. We have a lot to talk about today, including Do Bethesda we? not doing its traditional showcase. You can get a bunch of games cheap, and it's April Fool's Day, so don't believe a goddamn thing you read, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we platforms, platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can ask us your questions, give us your comments, leave your concerns, and of course, squad up. However, the most important thing over at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames is your ability to get the show ad-free and get it with that big post show we do each and every day. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way and support us, it's no big deal. You can watch the show for free over on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can do a special job while you're there. If we get anything wrong, you need to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Plus, if you're on Twitch, remember you probably have Amazon Prime. You have a free 30-day subscription and we'd love it if you gave it to us, Kind of Funny Games. However, if none of that worked for you, you can still 
watch the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listen on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday hey greg uh, so i want to say your hair's looking good thank you i just got it cut i don't know if you know yeah. this yeah wait how'd you get it cut youtube.com slash kind of funny you can come watch my wife cut her for do her first oh, she haircut did of it? all time she did it on the kind of funny podcast available now youtube.com slash kind of she funny. did a great Gary, job I'm, I'm thinking about going over to their house and getting it cut too kevin you cannot come can, over no you we can't come social over kevin. distancing no it's but like God. one or two people is fine just as long no, as there's know. no, no looking that's not involved, how it works, kevin we're fine you know what i mean I don't even I don't even want to know what you're getting up to during the day. You know what I mean? You're don't even lie to me and tell me you're not interacting with other people. I know you. You're no, over at your got, mom's got, house. What is Paula lows, doing? Lows quite a you bit. got people what, the people have been I've heard hammers all over the place yeah, in your house. Yeah, hammer. We're not touching. There's no licking involved. There's none. I wish I could believe you, Kevin, but I, I <laughs> sincerely doubt you've hired a contractor and have not licked him once. Uh, housekeeping for you. Uh, yesterday, Boss Baby himself, Barrett Courtney, did a Persona 5 Royal live stream on Twitch. It turned into a Q&A all about Persona 5. You can check it out right now, the archive, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, breaking news for you. Your irregularly scheduled programming, We Have Cool Friends, will return Friday, and the guest will be Troy Baker. If you want to get your questions in for Mr. Troy oh, Baker. Shit, Troy Baker's you. cool. I know, right? You can head over to YouTube or no, patreon.com slash kind of funny and put in your questions now. Just like people, Patreon producers went to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and supported us last month. That's right. April 1st, new month of uh, producers. This month's kind of funny games daily producers are Mohammed, Mohammed, Momo, uh, Al Tribesman, the predator, and of course, Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Animal Crossing Mornings on twitch.tv slash Gary Witta. Gary Gary will tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some Four items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Gary, we start with... Sad news. I mean, not sad in the way of like as many sad stories are happening, but in our little video game world, sad news. Uh, Bethesda is saying that there's no showcase in June and no Quake Con. We'll start with Pete Hines, of course, friend of the show. His We Have Cool Friends is up as well and very enlightening, where he talks about what they're tinkering around with for their upcoming E3 showcase, even though it's not E3, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Pete tweeted this morning, given the many challenges we're facing due to the pandemic, we will not host a digital showcase in June. We have lots of exciting things to share with share about our games and look forward to telling you more in the coming months. Uh, then that was followed up with a statement on QuakeCon from id Software and Bethesda Softworks. To all our friends in the Quake community, QuakeCon has always been a special event for us and you. A time when we gather together to play games and build bonds that, for some, have lasted a quarter century now. In recent weeks, we have spent a lot of time discussing how we might still move forward with QuakeCon this year, particularly given that it's the 25th year of the event. However, with all the nostalgia, with all the logistical changes, I apologize, and uncertainties we currently face due to COVID-19's pandemic, we have made the difficult decision to cancel the year's QuakeCon. The health and safety of our employees, volunteers, vendors, sponsors, and players will always be our top priority. And in these times, it felt wrong to be talking about a gathering uh, when, gather- when gathering is the last thing any of us should be doing right now. While we don't know what the state of the pandemic will be this August, we do know it will not be possible to complete the work and planning with our partners, vendors, volunteers, and others that is required to make QuakeCon a success. We thank you all, uh, especially the volunteers, for all of your work in building and supporting this event year after year. We hope to work with you to come up with other ways to celebrate the spirit of QuakeCon this August, and we look forward to the return of this amazing event next year. Until then, be safe. Look after each other and play games. Peace, love, and rockets. Id Software, or, um, Id Software, and Bethesda Soft Works. Uh, Gary, what's your initial reaction to both these? Sorry to see that QuakeCon won't be happening, but of course it's inevitable at this point. Any large gathering, like you know, we're not waiting for the other shoe to drop anymore. Like the shoes have all dropped, and it's just <laughs> like when 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 is the announcement going to be made? But like, I don't think anybody like 24 hours ago was going, gee, I sure hope QuakeCon is going to happen. Like everybody knows it wasn't going to happen. It was just a question of, of when they were going to make the formal announcement. But it is sad because, you know, it's a great event. We won't be having it this year. In terms of the Bethesda Showcase, Greg, yeah, um, it seems like they could have done what a lot of companies in the absence of E3 are going to be doing, which is pivot to some kind of digital version of that event. Why do you think they're not doing that? That's an interesting question. And I think the answer is that 
what we've already talked about so much, but again, what I've, and I don't even, I'm not trying to do a Greg was right thing, but the ripples on this, right. Of not knowing, sure. Let's think about the event. Fine. But what is the logistical timeline? What are the structures for getting these games done? How have they all been impacted? Yeah. You can come out and still do this, but if you're going to come out and every game is going to be like, here's, half of what we wanted to show you from Tokyo Ghostwire. Like it didn't, you know, because of the work from home, they didn't finish the cinematic or this, and we don't know when it's coming out. And it's like right now, I think the way Pete phrases it, right? Like we have lots of exciting things to share about our games and look forward to telling you more in the coming months. To me, what this speaks to is the best case scenario for our games is to handle them game by game. And that is that when we have Ghostwire locked into whatever milestone it needed to be to have its presentation, to, uh, you know, when we want to tell, when we actually know now the ramifications of this and we have a release date for Deathloop, uh, when, you know, whatever's going on with Fallout 76, uh, whatever's going on with uh, Starfield, I think you'll get those just as drops now that actually speak to what's going on. Because I think the biggest problem we've always had with E3, right, is companies coming out and overpromising. And that's, Worked before because you know your team, you know the schedule. Even if you push a date, that's no big deal. It's a brave new world here, right? It's terrifying. And you don't know what this work from home uh, strategy everyone has moved to is going to have in terms of production pipelines. Right. And I, I, I don't want to sound terribly cynical, but I'm going to anyway. Um, I wonder if Bethesda um, consider this like an opportunity to kind of dodge a bit of a bullet. Like, you know, their, their, their public, public reputation is so bad right now based on the, you know, the fallout 76 debacle and, you know, various other things that they've, their cho- the decisions, choices they've made in recent months that are really angered consumers. I, I wonder if not doing a public event right now, they almost consider that like, like I said, like they dodged a bullet. Like, do they really want to be going in front of the public right now? Because it, it's kind of hard for Pete Hines or Todd Howard to get up and go, hey, everyone, everything's great, and to kind of do the the thing that they do when we kind of know that everything in the in the Bethesda Garden is not great right now. Well, I mean, yes and no. I, I think that what would work, I think when we talk about their weakness, right, it's Fallout 76. And I think with Wastelanders coming out, knock on wood, next week, or I'm sorry, next month, or God, it's April already, coming out this month in just a few weeks, right, after being delayed already, you wonder if they were to nail that, that would give them a high note. You, you, I think we're talking at a, a very, I think we're talking about it as people who are in the shit every day talking to, about Bethesda or whatever and what's going on, but it is important to think if you're a consumer, right, you're coming off Doom Eternal, one of the best rated games of the year, right? Yeah, they that's true. That, everybody loved it. If, and granted, keep, keep in mind, Wastelanders was supposed to be last fall, right? Or right. end of last year. If that comes out and it doesn't fix Fallout 76, because again, Fallout 76 is not the Fallout people wanted. People wanted a single-player Fallout. They didn't get it. But if it comes out and delivers, it's revamping the main quest and it's dropping in actual NPCs and quest lines and, thing, and romance options and stuff. Like if that comes out and gives them, hey, this is the new vision for Fallout 76 and it's well-received by both the people who already still play Fallout 76 and then the people who bought it and want to play more like myself, that'd be another one of like, Hey, like think of it. I always think of it from the messaging of the conference where it would be Pete on stage. It would be some doom eternal was great. Let's look at some DLC we have for it. I'm making that up. This, that, you know, fall 76, you know, it's been another, it's been another year for Fallout 76. You know, last year we came right, out, we said all right. this stuff. We didn't do right. it. Uh, for, you know, the uh, fallout first, right wasn't super well received but it in like it, it's massaging the pr message right and yeah, then at the end yeah. having something big to do it like i don't think they're anywhere bethesda's person not personality bethesda's image isn't nearly i think as tarnished as somebody like ea right and i know even that's apples and oranges because ea has been fucked from the get right but i mean like specifically with anthem where like Anthem still, when that comes up, just gets beaten to death. And there's always Anthem death watches and yada, yada, yada. Fallout 76 is very much like, yeah, it was broken as fuck at launch, but they've done a bunch to it. And there's people who play right. it, but it's not for me. Right. And I don't, like, right. I don't right. feel like it's as uh, obvious anymore. <laughs> it's like, that's the fucking one that really fucked everything up. Like, no, Anthem I mean, that, the, the Bioware analogy is a good one. Like Bethesda and Bioware, right? Two AAA list developers, right? Two, the, the two developers that between them have brought them some of our all-time favorite games who both coincidentally at the same time, roughly the same time with Anthem with the Fallout 76, have had two very, very big public 
flops. Yeah, they right? shit the bed, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally shit the bed. And now they're trying to dig themselves out of that hole. Anthem, you know, they're completely rebuilding it. I think that that's great. I, I hope that they have a No Man's Sky style redemption narrative. Totally. I would love to see that. And I hope that Bethesda can do the same with Fallout 76. But right now they're in a hole. They're in a PR hole. Sure. And, and for the so, first, I, when, when Pete was on We Have Cool Friends, this is something we talked at length about. Of like, I right. think, you know, the last time he had come on, I forget, I'm rusty now. I want to say it, it was basically two and a half years since his last kind of funny appearance. And his last kind of funny appearance was another one-on-one with me for a games cast. And it was literally like having this conversation about how, holy shit, man, Bethesda can do no wrong, right? You're on this upswing. You're, you're, you've made this statement that you are one of the big publishers. You need an E3 conference and all these different things. And right. then the, we have cool friends with Pete was very much a different tenor of like, all right, you guys got knocked in the dirt. And like, how do you pick yourself up from that? And him right. having really frank answers for all those things. And yeah, and he's and, and, he I, seemed, and he, even and, when I tried to massage like Fallout seventy six, he's like, you, "You can stop. It's it wasn't good." Yeah, <laughs> like, and, 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 and and I watched the interview, and he seemed very kind of unrepentant. And I know that that wasn't very well received in some quarters. Some people felt that they kind of he made matters worse with with some of the um, you know ways that he uh, uh, communicated you know, kind of Bethesda's permit per position. But again, that's that, that's all just noise. Well, ultimately, what matters is the games. Can they fix the games? And I hope Bethesda can fix Fallout 76. I think in terms of this particular issue that we're talking about, why why not go to a digital event? Any any Bethesda event, whether it's digital or in front of people right now, they would have to do two things. One is they have to address the elephant in the room. They have to be a bit contrite about Fallout 76 as they have been in the past and say, look, here are the moves that we're making to fix it and hopefully try and turn that ship around, but also look forward and say, hey, look, we, had, we just had a big hit with Doom Eternal and here's some other great stuff we have coming down the pipe and try to get people to look forward rather than focusing on the mess they're in right now. So I, I'm, if that's an opportunity for them, I'm wondering why they're not doing what everyone else is doing, which is at least do a digital event. They could go borrow those cardboard cutouts from Mark Cerny you know, and, and put them in the front row. They could they could do Mystery Science Theater and uh, and have, you know, Todd Hines, uh, sorry, um, Pete Hines or Todd Howard stand behind a digital podium or whatever. They could do that. Yeah. I, they've, they've made a strategic decision not to. I just think it's the realization that they will not be June showcase ready. I think right. that this is thrown enough off in terms of trailers, in terms of vertical slices, in terms of, uh, and again, to the point even we're talking about, you know, it was a news story earlier and it'll be a question later on that like you know what was it either the beginning it was the beginning of this week right monday i read the news story about like oh yeah you know final fantasy might be coming early to australia and europe because of this right because of the pipeline right. and square was very much like hey we don't know we want to make sure people get the this in these territories this is the best chance of them getting it and yesterday people got their copies right it wasn't like no one knows how any of this actually works, it feels like, in terms of what this world is anymore. And so I think this is them being like, what do we get out there and say? Like, do we just, it, uh, we don't want to just do trailers. We want to have hard facts. And you don't know, even if you, you're you not worried about the game being delayed, are like, are you manufacturing discs the same way? Are there, is there a backup on that? What, and now I'm totally 100% out there on a, I don't know anything. I'm just saying, but in the same conversations is uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X going to be delayed? Are there going to be fewer of them? Both those things, I think, could clearly influence you and in what you're going to do with your games. If you're, if Deathloop is a next gen game, like, oh shit, well, fuck, do we need to hold off because they're not going to have consoles? I mean, coronavirus has obviously upended everything. And again, just sticking with the Bethesda uh, presentation, if you're saying that they don't think they would have been ready for June, did coronavirus conveniently provide them some cover? They go, oh, because of coronavirus, we can't do it. But if coronavirus had never happened and they still wouldn't have been ready, and they said, well, we're not going to do a showcase at E3 like we do every year. That seems like that would have thrown up more of a flag, wouldn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah. But I don't think that's what I we're dealing with. I think, I mean, it could be. You're right. It could be a convenient excuse of like, this didn't, this fell through. This didn't, sh- fuck, this is going to be a weak year for a conference. Oh, well, this is happening. Great. I think it's more likely, though, that it's just like everybody's working from home now and they don't have the right timelines and who's doing what and what's going to be ready and what, what about release dates and where, well, fuck, is there a console to put it on? Like, I think there's just so much ambiguity right now that it's just the best case scenario for a lot of people to sit there and still like to the point of what he's saying in his statement, right? Still do things still like, Hey, we're going, when, when we do have something for death loop, I'm uh, filling in blanks here. They do a trailer, they do a drop, they do something. Maybe they do smaller Bethesda showcases where it is. What's up? I'm Pete Hines. I'm here with the developer of whoever they're going to tell you about their game. I don't know. It's a new world, Gary. Do we? I mean, I, so I've not really been following the games news as as much as I would normally because there's obviously so much other news in the world to keep, to keep on top of. And you're playing we, so much Animal Crossing. 
and I'm playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Thank, thank God for that game. That game should be covered by health insurance. It, re it really has become so <laughs> important to, to the mental sanity in my house. Uh, do we have any more clarity on what this new look digital E3 is going to look like? Or are we still kind of No, that was a big thing yesterday where uh, Gamescom was able to come out and be like, hey, Gamescom is happening from these dates, even if it's just a digital showcase. Right. Jeff Keighley is Monday night. It's going to be opening night live. We're, we are locked and ready. There will be a Gamescom no matter what. And it's like, okay. oh, that's really great messaging. Hey, E3, who canceled this show three weeks ago? Do you have anything more to say about your show that's supposed to be sooner the, the, than this the, show? The, the, the scuttlebutt that I'm hearing behind the scenes yeah. is that they're they're that they're flailing around and that oh, and sure. a lot a lot of the media outlets who are expect who you know, a lot of the big media outlets have to build their plans around what E3 is gonna be, right? Yeah. Scheduling times, logistics. My understanding is that a lot of the media outlets are not hearing the information they need to know from the ESA in order to be ready to cover this event properly. And that's well, either it's I don't know be if that's a communication event. issue or if the ESA don't know what the fuck they're doing. But I, mean, I don't know. That's been proven time and time again that the ESA right. doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. No wonder they banned you. Exactly, right? I'm not afraid to say it, everybody. All right? No, I think <laughs> why it's multiple things on E3's front. And I think it's the interesting case of Gamescom yesterday versus E3 today, where... Because Gamescom is showing that they have a plan, they have ideas, they still have a structure, I think people are going to be more willing to work within their rules. Whereas ESA going, oh, shucks, there's no E3 anymore. Suddenly, everyone, both publishers, developers, and press, like you're talking about these outlets that make money off it, I think all have to look at each other and go, oh, wait, why the fuck do we need them? Like, do, do you think that if, like, if I'm IGN... And like right now, the biggest question that could be answered so easily and hopefully behind closed doors for a site like IGN or whoever who's working on big old shows, right, is Microsoft, when are you doing yours? EA, are you doing something? Bethesda's off the board now. Nintendo, like if everybody holds to their normal time slots for their directs and, you know, uh, press conferences and they're all be digital, obviously. Awesome. Then IGN, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, if they really want to go that hard, sit there and plan shows that are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., right, that are... Skype interviews like this with devs, devs doing their own demos, putting all that stuff up there. And then what, because like, what is the ESA going to have any kind of ex on an exclusive range that IGN or anybody, any of us would have to worry yeah, about? I, th I think that. what the media outlets are doing in the absence of any messaging from the ESA are just working directly with the publishers and developers. Yeah. I don't think you can trust the ESA to kind of coordinate any of this stuff. So they're just going straight to the source. Yeah, 100%. And that's I'm going to be fascinated to see what this digital E3 looks like. Yeah. It's going to be a fascinating <laughs> year, to say the least. Uh, number two on the Roper Report, continuing on with, obviously, all these are probably COVID-related. Uh, WWE is going to start simming matches and having superstars commentating. This is Gabe Gerwin over at GameSpot. WWE 2K20 and some of the brand's most iconic wrestlers are coming together to entertain you dur during your COVID-19 uh, coronavirus COVID quarantine. The WWE Dream Match Mania event will simulate matches between some of the biggest wrestlers in history, and it will have commentary from real WWE superstars to back it up. Uh, airing April 2nd at 10 a.m. Pacific time on WWE's platforms, as well as YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook, WWE Dream Match Mania will consist of six simulated matches. Roman Reigns versus The Rock with commentary from Jimmy and Jay Uso. Sasha Banks versus Trish Stratus with commentary from Sasha Banks and Bailey. John Cena versus Hulk Hogan with commentary from R-Truth and Drake Maverick. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Ric Flair with commentary from Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Charlotte Flair versus Beth Phoenix with commentary from both wrestlers. And then Goldberg versus Big E with commentary from Big E and Kofi Kingston. Uh, the kids screaming outside are on my end. Uh, alongside WWE Network and its own platforms, you'll be able to watch the event on Up, Up, Down, Down social media platforms. Up, Up, Down, Down. It, this is my favorite line because I think they missed a step here. Up, Up, Down, Down is the gaming channel run by Xavier Woods, otherwise known as WWE Superstar Xavier Woods. Nice. I think you mean Austin Creed otherwise, but it doesn't matter. I'm having fun. Uh, Gary, this is uh, one of the normal ones of how the world tries to shift to deal with this and how video games play a part in it. Obviously, we've seen this with the NHL. We've seen this with, with the NBA, the Phoenix Suns infamously now uh, playing out their season on Twitch and having fun with that or simulating the games at least. Uh, I put this one here because I think it's cool, right? I think it's a cool way of like, all right, cool. Wrestling is in a very weird spot, as is the world. But to do these matches and then have real wrestlers sit there and talk over the simulations, that seems like a neat idea. I think the WWE um, has quite rightly over the years earned itself a very, very mixed reputation. But I think that they've handled oh, yeah. this. To say I the think, least, Gary. I, I, think, I think they've handled this 
fairly well. The the um the empty stadium matches that they did were actually kind of like eerily cool in a weird yeah. way. I don't know if you saw like John Cena doing his whole thing in the I in saw the, some ring of the promos. The, I'm definitely like, gonna I'm gonna get signed back up to the network for WrestleMania because I want to watch that from. The and it's weird center. to do right because when you're if you're like any athlete or you're like a WWE superstar when you're in the arena. You're feeding off the energy of the crowd, right? So to be able to do that without any of the crowd, like, it's just like a dress rehearsal and it's weird, but they've done great. So I thought that worked well. And they, they're doing the, kind of the virtual version of the sport. Um, you know, the NBA have done that with some success. Uh, we've seen other sports doing it. Look, I, look, the coronavirus obviously is it's, it's a terrible, terrible situation that we're all living through right now. But there have been bright spots as we see like life finds a way, humanity finds a way, so technology finds a way to, to kind of keep things ticking over, e even, even in a weird way. Um, they're, they're not using WWE uh, uh, 2020 though, are they? They are. They are. Yeah. Okay. Have they fixed that game yet? Because I guess they fixed it enough to where they're not afraid to show it. That's the thing. They're watching. They're commentating. I don't. Obviously, I know nothing about it. They're commentating over simulated matches. So you would hope that they've pre. Are they going to commentate like when, when Trish Stratus goes through the floor and starts flailing around? <laughs> like they a, get caught like in the ropes. Mannequin. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Are yeah, they going to yeah. commentate on that? That would be great. Yeah, I, I would assume these are going to be very uh, – uh, these will be cherry-picked matches. I Also, and I don't know how much WWE right. has been patched since that uh, that launch that was obviously a piece of garbage. Oh, yeah, terrible. Uh, number three here on uh, the Roper Report, I have more COVID updates. These are COVID quick hits. Are you ready, Gary Widow? I'm ready. Uh, we have more on Ubisoft's uh, initiative from yesterday. Uh, this is from Logan Plant at IGN. Gary, yesterday on the show, I talk, talked a bit about how uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint was doing this friend pass and some free trials. And my question to Imran was, why aren't more <laughs> games... Lucy Skulkin in the background is cracking me up. Sorry. Oh, yeah. She's Lucy just went by you and tried, and tried to kind of Scooby-Doo behind you like we wouldn't yeah. see her. I Lucy, see hello. Gary says hi. So does everybody from Game Design. I yeah, see yeah, you back yeah. there. Sorry. She makes an appearance on the Kind of Funny podcast as well alongside oh, cool. Jen's haircut. Um, yesterday with Imran, I was talking about the fact that Ghost Recon doing this uh, free trial, this free friend pass. And I was asking, why aren't more games doing this, right? And Imran tossed out. He's like, oh, yeah, Rayman is kind of free too. I had missed this story that I guess popped yesterday. Logan Plant wrote it up while we were off air. So I just want to read these four graphs here to explain okay. a little bit about it. Okay. Ubisoft announced it will provide a month-long series of free game trials, discounts, and other offers to support people staying home during the COVID-19 outbreak. The promotion begins with Rayman Legends, which is available to download and keep for free beginning today, March 31st, until April 3rd. The game is free through Uplay and is available to download with no cost on PC. Ubisoft said that offers uh, from other popular franchises, such as Just Dance and Assassin's Creed, will be announced later in April on Ubisoft's website. As for free trials, Ubisoft is currently offering trials of Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Trials Rising, The Crew 2, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, and The Division, with many trials available uh, on consoles in addition to PC. So number one, I want to toss it out to give you the full picture of that story because I didn't have it yesterday. But number two, awesome to see they're expanding to so many things. And I have to imagine, Gary, you're going to see a lot more games do this during this uh, downtime, right? I hope. I mean, I hope so. I hope. I hope that this doesn't last so long that we that we need to see lots of companies doing it. That, that, that this is yeah. over sooner rather than later. Um, and uh, but in the meantime, yeah, there's a positive. This you know, it's nice to be able to be positive about a story uh, right now. I, 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 this is this is a nice move by the the, the companies can afford to do it. Why not? And yeah. Everyone's stuck at home. We we've seen all the metrics that gaming's gone up like seventy five percent. People are home. They're playing games. They want stuff to play. Not everyone's got a massive backlog, you know. Not yeah, everyone's exactly. got games piled up to play. So they're looking for new things to play. Not everyone can afford to splash the cash on games right now. Again, because especially you know, times are hard for everyone right now. Yeah. Um, so it's, like it's, see, it's like I was talking about yesterday. I'd like to see this. I hope more people follow it. I hope more of the games people are already connected to, especially as we talk about these ripples, right? And that it probably won't. It's like. April seems like is going to be the tipping point, and then beyond that, we'll see beyond how many things are delayed. I hope you see the games that are that your games of service: Fortnite, Borderlands, uh, DC Universe, MMOs, Warcraft. You're already seeing it in some of them, as pointed out yesterday. But more of them do the double XP. Here's something else. You know, keep you coming back and yeah. give you a reason. It's a positive move. Uh, it's good PR for the companies. Why not do it? I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that you'll that you'll that you'll almost never hear me say on this on this uh, on this show. Well done, corporations. Oh. Well Speaking played. of well done, corporations, number two in your oh, COVID no. quick hits, Rockstar is donating 5% of in-game revenue. Oh, yeah, I saw this revenue. too. 
Here comes their statement. The Rockstar Games community is at the center of everything we do. We love seeing players immersed in exploration of our virtual worlds and connecting with each other through them. As our teams navigate these difficult times, we see our local communities across North America, the UK, India, and beyond uh, being deeply affected. Small businesses have closed their doors, and communities who rely on government-provided support that they cannot access are struggling. The road ahead will be challenging, and we want to, do, we want to help where we can. Starting April 1st and continuing through the end of May, 5% of our revenue from purchases in our online games, GTA Online and Red Dead Online, will be donated to COVID-19 relief efforts. These funds will be used to help local communities and businesses struggling with the impacts of COVID-19, both directly and by supporting some of the amazing organizations who are on the ground helping those affected by the crisis. As things progress, we will share more on these efforts. Thank you for your support, and we wish you and your families uh, health and safety. The Rockstars, or the Rockstar Games team. Again, good on them, right, Gary? Well done, Rockstar. I mean, yeah. s- some might argue that, that, that I, I, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but some might argue that five percent is pretty. Like, why not ten? Why not a little bit more? You know, like sure. these companies make so much money. But you know, look, Rockstar makes so much money selling all this digital content. Five um, percent is probably. A, 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 I, they'll never tell us the numbers. That probably works out to be a decent chunk of money. Yeah, and I and, and I. It's always that thing where I think it's always the grass is always greener from the other side. Where you look at that, and you're like, oh wow, well, couldn't they do more? Couldn't, and I mean, maybe they could, but I'm sure they've also run the numbers. I'm sure they've also they also have a, a team of people to take care of, right, and employees to take care of, and what are the hits going to be? And like we're talking about it on our own end, right? Of like, you know, okay, well, if Patreon's going to go down. We'll right. live, but what does that look like? Again, it's you're right. not even worried about what the number is right now and how much you're making on a digital, you know, goods. It is the thing of cool. More people are at home playing, but are more people at home spending as well, or is it just going to be them getting on and doing things? You no, I think it's good. I, I think it's good. Again, the the people that are saying, well, why isn't it more? Like, Rockstar, they could they could have just sat there and done nothing, yeah. but they chose to do something. The only benefit to them is like a, a nice little PR hit. Maybe they maybe a few more people buy their DLC because they think, oh, some of it's going to you know, help, uh, help fight, uh, you know, COVID-19. They didn't need to do this, but they did. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be one of these people that finds the negative in everything. I'm going to say this was a positive move by Rockstar. Good for them. I hope every penny of that 5% goes toward um, helping people affected by this. Uh, speaking of helping people affected by this, there's a COVID-19 Humble Bundle bundle. This is Chris Reed at IGN. A new Humble Bundle just went up today, and it is a doozy. It comes with 44 PC games, a documentary series, 26 books, comics, and audiobooks, plus a free month of Humble Choice for new members. The games include modern classics like Hollow Knight, Undertale, Into the Breach, and more. On the book side, you get volumes of comics like Lock and Key, The Boys, Saga, fucking saga folks that's late awesome criminal and spawn if purchased separately the total would come to over one thousand dollars but all you need to pay is thirty dollars plus 100 percent of the proceeds go to organizations helping fight covid19 that's an amazing bundle where is that again that's humble bundle that's incredible yeah that's a isn't great double one. isn't double fine doing something as well i think that i think they announced they're doing something maybe they, via humble bundle. knowing them they probably yeah oh well, yeah knowing them they definitely have but i don't have any information pulled up i think I, th- I think i saw tim uh, tweet something about it yesterday it might be worth kind checking the double fine awesome double me. fine uh, uh twitter accounts to see what they're up to as well because i think they put a bunch of their old games together in a bundle okay with, uh, we're not with wrong, all the, mo- with all the money going to charity flash you're wrong i'll take your yeah you're uh, your wrong let's there. uh let's get a confirmation on that uh, speaking of things coming in from your wrong, this is breaking news, Gary. So I'm going to put this at number four and now moving it to number five. Uh, RTX has officially tweeted, we have not finalized all the details to announce, but the news is out. RTX Austin is moving to Labor Day weekend, September 5th through the 7th, 2020. We will offer refunds and your current purchased badge will be valid for the rescheduled event. All the de- details will be coming soon. The safety of our attendees, staff, and everyone involved in the event continues to be our top priority. We will update on the enhanced cleaning and other measures that will be implemented at RTX. So I know that was popping off in your wrong. And I saw it go through the chat as well. Uh, there you go. But even then, Gary, do you think, do you believe September 5th will be back doing live events? I was, I, I mean, I, I, that's what I was thinking while you were reading that. I was like, let's, 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 let's hope knock on wood. Let's just hope that we're, that, that we're out of the woods by September. Yeah. And that we can have these kind of events again. Yeah. What, I mean, how far off do you think? Because isn't it, um, I was hearing on the news today, right? Uh, California is supposed to make an announcement about school year today, right? If school, the this, 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 it was actually made yesterday. School year is done. There's, okay. th- th- no one's going back to school this school year. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, it's, it's going to be a while. We're, we're, it, it, we haven't hit bottom yet. You know, it's going to get worse 
uh, I, I've said it so many times, but I'm only echoing what the experts are saying. It's going to continue to get worse. I think, you know, as they said yesterday, the next few weeks, I think are going to be, are going to be absolutely appalling. Um, and all we can do is that the last, remaining states, F- Florida, wake the fuck up. What are you doing? Where is your shelter in place order? Why, why are people still crowding into churches and restaurants and on the beaches? You're, you're going to fucking wipe out your state. What Ron DeSantis, wake the fuck up and close the state down now before you kill half your fucking population. Um, California has a flatter curve than most others right now because we're staying at home and we're mm-hmm. doing the things that people are asking us to do. The remaining states that haven't yet done that need to fucking wake up and stay home. Um, and if they do that, maybe maybe by September, you know, we'll be we'll be talking about what a crazy time we all lived through. But if we don't, God God only knows. Yeah. Yeah, everybody do your part. Stay home. Uh, in kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, nanobio- nanobiologist has it. Double fines deal during COVID-19. Battle your social isolation doldrums while helping international COVID relief efforts with this incredible humble bundle. Over $1,000 of game software shows and ebooks. They're, I think this is the one we just read. So I think it's right. them promoting the one we just did. And I'm, just, I'm looking at the chat right now and it's apparently that double fine, uh, some of the double fine They're games are in that Twitch bundle, that the humble bundle you referred to. And also the chat is telling me that the, the uh, shelter in place, the stay-at-home order for Florida has now been announced apparently that oh, might good. have been happening while you were on the air so f- well done florida better late than never <laughs> crossing the finish line when you can i can't believe i said well done corporations and well done florida in the same look at you that's how you know we live it. in crazy times greg what an insane time to be alive right now where gary wood is doing this uh and then finally on the roper report number five we have some april fools updates these aren't april fools day jokes oh no i hate the, this april is the fools worst day year for this there's been hey, some in- but hey, shout out to the people. For the most part, I would say you haven't seen the normal stuff. It okay. seems like I didn't. I glanced at IGN today and GameSpot. I I should only say IGN. I glanced at IGN because well, they. I looked at GameSpot. I digress. IGN usually does a April Fool's Day thing. I looked at IGN today. I didn't see it. I didn't see right. them trying to do anything goofy. It seems right. like my Twitter feed has mostly been not goofy. However, people are doing updates for their games to celebrate the holiday. Uh, here we go. Pokemon Go, this is from Kevin at GameSpot. Uh, April has arrived, and Niantic is kicking off the month with a new event in Pokemon Go. The tricky Pokemon event is underway for a limited time, and it introduces a new Gen 5 Pokemon to the game, as well as a couple of new shiny forms. Until 10 p.m. local time on April 7th, Pokemon that specialize in Mimikry, uh, such as Volt Orb, Ditto, Sudowoodoo and Fungus will appear in the wild more than often. You'll also have a chance at finding shiny versions of Suwundu and Krogog in this event. Uh, then Overwatch and Google right guys. Right? What is that now? I said you're cracking me up right now. Hey man, I try. Well, I'm trying to give you the best I can, and then fucking goddamn Sudowoodoo comes in to get me <laughs> Fungus. I'm gonna get an audio clip of that. That's fucking great. Sudowoodoo. Sudo woodoo. Uh, then Overwatch is adding googly eyes. This is Steve Watson GameSpot. <laughs> Overwatch has always provided a steady stream of free updates and add limited time. Oh, that add limited time events and new characters. But the latest may be the greatest yet. An April Fool's Day update uh, to the game appears to be keep all the regular gameplay and systems intact, but adds a little something special to each character. Googly eyes. Yes, like the plastic eyes you get from the craft store. Funny. This is an interesting one, combining both this story and the one before it, Gary. Uh, totally accurate battle simulator as it wants you to pay for bugs. Uh, developer Landfall, the team behind Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, has done the unthinkable today and shipped a buggy DLC with the team being completely aware of how terrible the content is. All these known shippables make Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, a game known for its groundbreaking physics engine and realistic simulations, completely unplayable for its rabid player base. Landfall, the developers behind the wildly successful Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, have released today their annual April Fool's spoof, which historically has been their moment to release the majority of their games or mods. And last year, for, uh, the whole da- a whole damn game, the incredibly popular totally ba- Total Battle Simulator, which uh, has a fan base of over 4 million players. But most importantly, for every copy of the DLC stole... So- Every copy of the DLC sold on Steam and the Epic Games Store. Half the proceeds will be going to Doctors Without Borders through, uh, throughout April 1st, 2020. It will then become available for free. So a totally goofy patch for the hardcore here, right, of people who want to break their game. But then also it's going to be free, so you don't have to pay for it after the fact. But if you did pay for it, you're supporting Doctors Without Borders. So okay. full circle, cool enough idea. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think a lot of people were kind of dreading the April Fool's gags this year. I mean, we do every year, right? Because they're they're always not that they're, they're just lame. I dread April first because the pranks and the and the the, the 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 they're not they're usually not that great. And this year, I know a lot of people took a second look at whether or not they wanted to do them, asking themselves the question: Are people going to be more or less in the mood for this kind of tomfoolery yeah. with everything the world is going through right now? And you know. It's one day. It's some silly gags. It's not, you know, it's it's uh, not the end of the world. Um, but uh, I, I just outside of all of the coronavirus stuff, I would I would be perfectly happy to see that tradition come to an end. That'd be not, nice. Not, not mean, because I don't have a sense of humor, Greg, but because I do, and I yeah. recognize when things aren't funny. That's why I'm Kevin's comedy advisor. He's comedy mentor. It's because true. I'm a comedy expert. I know what I know. What you're Kevin. It, it, I, I know what's he had, funny. I didn't realize he had this. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. He's, I'm his comedy a, a butt plug thing. Yeah, I'm sorry, what was that? It, it's it's because of the butt plug really. Yeah, the butt plug thing. The son, the, the the Sonic costumes, the 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 cats, oh, God, along so cats, good. the butt yeah. plug. None of that stuff would have happened if it weren't for me. Some it's of true. the greatest kind of kind of funny comedy highlights in the past year, all down to me. You know, I don't like reading the chat during the show, but King Franchise eighty eight says Gary Wood is the funniest man alive, and I think you can put that on a shirt and sell he's that. Not, he's he's not wrong. You should, you should do a kind of funny t-shirt. That, that would be a top seller for you, Greg. Gary Witt is the funniest man alive? Yeah, that would be a top seller. I guarantee it. If only because I'll buy hundreds of them. Greg, I would, I would definitely... I would, probably, I would probably ask Joey to get, send me one of those for free. But, you know, you there, buy one it. would be gone. No, I wouldn't buy it. No, God, no, Chat, no, like I said, I can see you. This is, a, you know, one of the working from home things. Would you buy it? Let's see what we got going on over here. Wait, who are you calling? Now, remember, they can't hear you, Gary. Who are you calling? I, they can't hear you. Who are you calling? They're seeing it's Greg Miller and not picking up whoever They're smart, is. but also they're sleeping. It's yeah. Andy. I'm trying to call Andy, but he sleeps oh, okay. in all day long. Andy's not telling. He goes late with his streams. Yeah, I know he does. And he sleeps I want, But I want him to make the shirt. Google subscriber. You got, you got okay. stunted. Well, I'm always afraid it's going to be like, Andy Cortez, it's Greg Miller. You're on Kind of Funny Games Daily with Gary Widow, but you won't be able to hear him. We hey, need Andy. you. Kevin's hey, trying to Andy. talk to you too, but he doesn't understand. You can hear him. We need you to get to work on a shirt that says <laughs> Gary Widow is the funniest man alive because we think people would buy that on kindoffunny.com slash store, and then we don't have to give Gary any money because we just came up with it on our own properties. So if you can come up with a good design for it, remember he's bald now. Remember he shaved his head if you're going to put any actual Gary Widow stuff in there. That's something that could go on. You can right? put it on my bald head. Uh, Gary says you could put it on his bald head. And that would be like a way to do it. Uh, so, yeah, actually, honestly, if you have any of the Jared art left over, just take off the beard and the glasses and you're good to go. All right. Love you. Bye. Someone in the chat just suggested that we should uh, that, that some pro- some proceeds from the sale of that shirt could go to COVID-19 as well, which would be That's very, a great point, actually. And remember, be- uh, remember, uh, Andy is selling his own shirt, uh, the first ever Nitro Rifle shirt. Uh, yeah. With, uh, apparently, it's been very successful. Good for Andy. Yeah, I don't have the link in front of me. We'll just go to his, go to Andy's Twitter because I know he has it up there. It's probably his pin tweet because he's smart. Twitter.com slash Maximum Cortez. It is not his pin tweet. <laughs> but if you scroll down, <laughs> there it is. You scroll down, he's got it there. Oh, here it is. Go to bonfire.com slash Nitro Rifle. That's B O N F I R E.com slash Nitro Rifle. Get there the first and only Nitro Rifle shirt ever made. Uh, Andy says his goal was to sell 50 Nitro Rifle shirts and donate all the money to give directly to benefit families impacted by COVID. COVID-19, uh, they've already sold 236. This is on March 28th. I think oh, there's a lot more. Of the, the Widow t-shirt will easily outsell that. I'll, I'll make you that guarantee right now. Okay, okay. Even well, if I have to buy every single here? one of them. Okay, good. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Gary, yes. I'm excited to see what this t-shirt looks like. But that t-shirt is going to take so long to get made. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The complete list of up-and-coming software as listed by the Kind of Funny Games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Sorry, Kevin, I didn't see your Slack till right there, so I'm assuming it was, what do you want me to do? You want me to do the ad thing beforehand? What What are you talking about, what ad thing? Let me send the link. Oh, or don't. Say, I have my The Slack notifications pop on my yeah, games fine. daily screen. But I I, it doesn't matter. You know All what right, I mean? I just wanted to pull up the Andy's thing, but like, since it's a Do it right stupid, now. Why well, don't... I, bonfire.com slash nitro rifle ah it's so many steps you know what i mean bon- it's really not i just and i'm gonna do out today so while you do that i'll do this uh, out today 
Nitro Rifle. Out today. Lost Artifacts. Golden Isle on Xbox One. Totally reliable delivery service on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and <laughs> PC. Woo Room on PS4 and Switch. Uh, Stimuli on PC. Stacks on Stacks on Stacks on PC. Easy Puzzle Bridges on PC. Xeno uh, Gunner on PC. Call of Duty Mobile's new season has started. It's called Steel Legion. Uh, Grip Combat Racing launches a, a surprise virtual reality update for Windows PC. Then new dates for you. Uh, Terraria has sold more than 30 million copies. Uh, they've discounted the game to 50% on Steam until April 3rd. And then Skate Bird has been delayed until 2021. As I read the Terraria thing, I realized that should have been in Deals of the Day. I apologize. I failed you. Oh, it's actually in both. Deals of the Day. Terraria has sold more than 30 million copies. It's discounted to 50% on Steam until April 3rd. Another deal of the day for you. IGN's Seth Macy says, uh, Green Man Gaming currently has on sale a bunch of Bethesda games, including Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, and way more. Uh, PSN's Spring Sale is going on right now. It's discounting a bunch of video games, but you can get Days Gone for 20 bucks. And then PlayStation Plus is officially official, finally. Remember, it got leaked a while back, but PlayStation Plus for April here in North America is Uncharted 4 and Dirt Rally 2.0. Uncharted 4 is a nice one. Yeah, oh my god. Well, that's the thing too, is if you were on the ball and you got um the collection, you now have every Uncharted game minus the Vita one. So there right. you go. You got everything you need. And the Vita one doesn't count. It does count. It was really good, actually. Golden Abyss was a lot of fun. Don't be like that, all right? Don't be like that, Gary. You're better than that, all right? It'd be like me making fun of PC. Just don't do it. But you can't make fun of PC because it's the best. Can, can't I? I mean, <laughs> Remember can't when I? Gary's new PC just broke for like broke. three weeks? Yeah, you know hilarious. what that turned out to be, Kevin? It turned out to be a stuck power button, which was very easily fixed, and it's not been a problem since. Right, right. But it was a so problem. So stick that in your like pipe and weeks, smoke it. You know what I mean? Yeah, remember whatever. whatever Greg remember whatever I do remember like, hilarious. he was like I don't need consoles anymore I'm gonna do this after, after this I'm gonna go I'm gonna go play Doom Eternal at resolutions and frame no, rates you're, not. you're gonna go play maybe. Animal Crossing you coward that's true. But, 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 but to make my point just pretend that I was gonna do this I'm gonna go play Doom Eternal at frame rates and resolutions that maybe maybe the PlayStation 6 can dream about I doubt your monitor is even that good yeah exactly I'm gonna just say that right now <laughs> Uh, it's time for reader mail. Oh, we're not going to bring attention to this thing that you had me pull up? I've brought attention to it multiple times. It's there. People know. They understand. All right, well, Bonfire.com. That's fine. Yeah, fuck you indeed, Kevin. Yeah. Don't fuck you. I love you. Uh, now it's time for reader mail. Remember, you can write into patreon.com slash games with your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. But more importantly, you can get the show ad-free. Speaking of ads, Greg Way, this episode of Games Daily is brought to you by Animal Crossing Mornings on twitch.tv slash Gary Witta. Uh, Yay! Tell me all about Animal Crossing Mornings. Uh, well, you know how much we all love Animal Crossing. I do. Uh, boy, did that game come out at the right time. It's, been a, so- it's a soothing balm that has helped many of us uh, cope with a lot of the stress that we're going through right now. The whole family loves Animal Crossing. I've always liked Animal Crossing, but this is the first one that's really, really got its teeth into me. Uh, so I've started a regular morning stream, 9 a.m. Pacific time for one hour at least every day. Twitch.tv slash Gary Witter. I play Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, with, my, with all my friends. And it's a great way for me to start. They put, it sets me up for the day in a positive mood. Uh, if you come join me in the chat uh, and watch me play Animal Crossing every morning at 9, uh, it, might, it might do the same for you. So come, come join the party. Come yeah. to the island of Kauai. And uh, I think you will very, very much enjoy uh, starting your mornings with, uh, you know, see, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. That's all. That's that's the older, but the new the new version is the best part of waking up is watching Gary uh, run around an island, digging up fossils and complaining about fish. So two things on this. Number one. Post show, you're going to talk to me more about Animal Crossing because we haven't talked talked about Animal Crossing in a while, yeah, right? Yeah. And then yeah, number yeah. two is homework for people who watch the show on Patreon. Obviously, uh, this week there was no official sponsor, so I've been doing goofy stuff uh, right. every episode. Right. I, I've been having Cool Greg not cut them out because they're not real ads. There's us horsing around. Do you okay. like that? Are you fine with that? Let me know, Patreon people. Uh, I'll check the Patreon page. Patreon I also just want to say, and by now, you're right, Greg. I should not have to. T- chat up because it's just annoying me no, someone just someone go. just said yeah, i don't know if gary's aware of the fact that the new generation consoles will be faster than a pc <laughs> that that is the dumbest <laughs> fucking shit i've ever heard in my life first of all they're gonna be a, so much better first, they're gonna work all, they're just gonna turn first on all, what, what is a pc what's that what are the specs of a pc how long is a piece of string that's the dumbest shit i've ever heard in my life and, oh, and, my and, and it's i guarantee you right now the Xbox Series X, which I'm very excited about, and the PlayStation 5, 
ain't going to be fucking faster than my PC. If you're telling me that what's in a PlayStation 5 is going to beat a fucking G- a, a Titan RTX, I want what you're smoking because you're fu- you're, you are fucking on the good stuff. That is a fucking joke. My PC will crush everything that Series X and play. It will shit it out. It will eat it and shit it out in little console-sized chunks. That is what my PC will do. So whoever, I'm not going to name works. you. I'm not going to name you because I don't want to shame you. And also, I've forgotten who you are already. Um, but the idea that the new consoles will be faster than a PC is, in at least a dozen different ways, the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Back to you, Greg. <laughs> now, biologist so writes cool. into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. It says, "Happy Widow Wednesday, Greg and Gary." So when Square Enix said Australians would get their copies of Final Fantasy VII Remake early, I didn't expect them to mean two weeks before release. Yesterday, a lot of Australians were streaming Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, on Twitch with zero repercussions. And it got me thinking, should the general public be held to embargo timelines if they get the game early? Should Twitch be enforcing these timelines with the developers to help not let things leak early? Or is this just one of those rare times because of how shitty the world is that we should just let people chat about it, even though even people who are under embargo but are currently playing the game? Finally, is there any word on your end about if the embargo would be moved uh, because of the quick shift in the landscape with the general public getting their copies early while y'all are still tied to a timetable on talking about it? Nanobiologist, thank you for writing in. Um... I think on uh, it's this is a multifaceted thing. I, there's two different camps and things here. Number one, at the long, long and short t- TLDR, this is such a once in a lifetime, hopefully, occurrence. This is so fucking weird that I don't think you can be mad or punish anybody about what's going on here right now. Uh, yeah, COVID sucks. Being uh, locked in your house sucks. Not being able to go see your friends sucks. And the fact that this is fucked up the video game pipeline and some people get it early and some people don't get, have to wait to the regular date. That sucks, but it is just how it is on this one. And that's not going to solve anything for anybody, but whatever. Um, you know, you make up this thing. I've heard nothing about the review embargo for final fantasy seven remake being remastered or being remastered, uh, being moved. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't, I, it is weird, obviously. Like we do have it. We are playing it. Like, I don't, I, I think we're allowed to say that much cause you're not supposed to hide your PSN activity, but, uh, it is that thing of like, okay, cool. I don't know what that does for reviews. And honestly, and even if for me, like uh, as you know, the CEO of kind of funny and making sure our content's great, like it, I see it happen and it's like, oh man, that does suck. I don't think it's going to, if it, the problem here becomes now, if you were to move the review embargo for Final Fantasy VII because of this, you are going against what the embargo is in place for. You want it to be fair that everybody gets to review it at the same time. You want everybody to have the same deadline so nobody gets the exclusive. You don't want people rushing it, which would influence their opinion. You also want that PR beat of, hey, bam, the game is out. Every here or the game is here's the embargo from all the influencers you want. Trying to now verbally say that or you know, send out your emails and change all that. That is another huge fucking headache pipeline where I think on this one you just have Square just has to bite down and take it and just be like, all right, cool. Australia and a lot of Europe have it early. And yeah, they're going to go stream it. And yeah. And like, could you reach out to Twitch and do a bunch of stuff? Sure. But even that rarely goes the way you want. That usually is a PR fiasco that blows up in people's faces. I think they did the best they could. And clearly not. it's impossible to have it work. But when they did say they were doing this, they were like, hey, please don't stream this. Please don't ruin it for people. But people are jerks. And not even jerks. Some of them are in a position of, I'm a streamer and I have early access to this game. So yeah, I'm going to take this opportunity. They're not doing anything wrong. That is, there's the, you can ask somebody not to do something like that. But once you have the game, you've paid for the game. You're going to do what you want to do with it. Same way I feel honestly when games are sold early that I don't think like, it's weird that I think Twitch, it's weird that publishers and Twitch can work on that and be hand in hand of like, well, they can't stream until this time or this happens. Like that's weird. It's the same way of like how, how weird it is about streaming persona. Like it's just weird stuff, Gary. I just don't care. Yeah. This doesn't even crack the top 1 million things that I care about in my sure. life right now. This is what I've talked about all week, right? Where it's like, we have this video game show where we talk about very specific video game things, but then right, taking right. two steps away from it, it is like, well, who the fuck cares? Like, well, I understand I mean, you've so, been excited for Final no, Fantasy. No, you're right. And, 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 I, and I come to it with you. Look, you know, this is a game. This is a show. And we care about video games and we talk about video games on this show. At the same time, going through what we're going through right now, it's hard to separate that from the broader context. And it does put things in perspective. And it makes you realize that a lot of the stuff that we talk about on shows like this is fucking so trivial. Like it's in, in, the, in the broad scheme of things, it's really not that important. It's again, games are important to us and we love them. But little things like this, whether a review embargo happens this week or next, 
Who gives a fuck? I yeah. don't. It's what it's got to be right now. And yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I understand it sucks because you've waited for that game. We've talked about this at already at length, I think, when we broke the news. But yeah, that's how it's got to be. Um, Gary, no one's wrote in for squad up. We have a new Patreon post up, obviously. Uh, it's April now. And so there was one in there, but it was a little too like, just come to my Twitch channel. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. So get in with your squad ups and stuff. Uh, Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, uh, kind of funny games. Then uh, we don't have a required reading, but now we do. And what it is, is this is going to be interesting. It's required homework. I obviously have been hosting this show, but 16 minutes ago while we were live, the one and only Jason Schreier at Kotaku posted this. Sources, despite huge sales, Borderlands 3 developers are getting stiffed on bonuses. I'm going to read to you the first. I'm going to read a little bit and I'll jump, jump around. But like this is something to read tonight. Uh, I'm assuming. Well, you know, it just, it's, it's required reading, and we'll go from there. I don't know if it's news, but let's go. The video game Borderlands 3 was a big sales success when it launched last fall, according to its publisher 2K, which described it as a billion-dollar global brand. That's why it was shocking to employees at Gearbox, the developer of the game, when the studio's CEO, Randy Pitchford, told them yesterday that they would not receive the significant royalty bonuses they expected. Employees at the studio will get small bonus checks, but nothing close to the tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands that many expected. This account is based on conversations with six people close to Gearbox, all speaking anonymously because they were not authorized to talk about what happened. Some said it was crushing news that has upended their financial plans for the future. Gearbox, I don't want to read the entire story because it's required reading. They have a comment in here from Gearbox. I'm going to read that. But this is all homework for you that's breaking to me as I read it, too, because it talks about what, what the pay structure is here. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, this is a fascinating read. Fascin- it's Jason Schreier's work. Go read it, actually. Go read it. Those first two graphs and what I'm already glancing at look like a fucked up situation that everyone should go read. What was, the, what, was the, what was the rationale given by Gearbox for not paying bonuses that, that Borderlands didn't perform as well as expected or something well, like I mean, what, there's I mean, a lot what's of what's the reason I mean, they're giving all right ladies and gentlemen fuck it we're reading the entire article we're just gonna read it to you all right i'm, I'm down gary i'm I pulling it up too. right now i'm gonna look at it as you look at it well you can just listen to my dulcet tones as i struggle through words normal people know eh. anyways gearbox based in plano texas offers it employees offers its employees below frisco, average. So you got it wrong already greg it's frisco texas this is why i'm reading it no plano texas it says here frisco texas no where are you what what graph third, are you in third paragraph Oh, it's actually been updated because no, it says here. I'm, let me refresh because mine definitely says Plano, Texas. Oh, you're right. It did get refreshed. Of course, I'm right. Okay, Gary, don't be like that. <laughs> so, Gearbox. Greg, I've been, I've been <laughs> up in this so house, good. Greg. I'm getting Gearbox. the cabin. I'm getting the cabin. Everyone's fever. correcting me. Go fuck yourself. It's what the article said. <laughs> Gearbox, based in Frisco, Texas, <laughs> offers its employees below average salaries for the video game industry, according to more than a dozen current and former Gearbox staff who have spoken to Kotaku over the years. To make up for that, the studio offers something unique: profit sharing. Royalties from all the developers' games are split 60-40, with 60% going back into the company and its owners, while 40% is distributed to employees in the form of quarterly bonuses. This system has been in place since Gearbox's inception, and when the company has big hits, it can be lucrative. When 2012's massive Borderlands 2 came out, many Gearbox workers uh, made enough money to buy houses, a fact that the studio often touted while recruiting new employees. Since then, however, Gearbox has been struggling, failing to find much financial success with flops like Alien Colonial Marines in 2013 and Battleborn in 2016. As a result, quarterly bonuses have been smaller in recent years. In 2020, that was supposed to change. Several Gearbox employees told Kotaku that company management promised them six-figure bonuses following the launch of Borderlands 3. Uh, The more years they've been with the company, the larger the check. This vision of financial success helped Gearbox's developers get through many long nights and weekends working on the game. Then, in a meeting yesterday, Gearbox boss Randy Pitchford told employees that Borderlands 3 bonus checks would be significantly lower than they hoped, according to three people who were present. He said the game had been more expensive than expected, the company had grown significantly larger than it had been in the past, parentheses, it now operates a second studio in Quebec, Quebec Canada, uh, and that their sales projections had been off base. The game had sold well. Quote, we expect lifetime unit sales to be a record for the series, said Strauss Zelnick, CEO of 2K parent company Take-Two, on an earnings call in February, but it cost way too much to make. One large factor was technology, uh, I'm sorry, one large factor was a technology swap midway through development from Unreal Engine 3 to Unreal Engine 4, uh, which added a great deal of time to the project. 
In addition, before Gearbox could receive any royalties from publisher 2K, Borderlands 3 would have to recoup not just the game's entire budget, around $95 million, uh, but also the budget for all the downloadable content, for a sum closer to $140 million, thanks to a contract the two companies had signed. Pitchford also told Gearbox developers that if they weren't happy with the royalty system, they were welcome to quit, according to those who were in the meeting. He did not attribute the diminished bonuses uh, to the coronavirus pandemic, which has led economic, oh, I'm sorry, which has led to economic uncertainty and pay cuts in many other fields. He did say he hoped to get money. He did say he hoped to get more money to employees as an advance from 2K on future royalties. When asked for comment, Gearbox sent over the following statement. Borderlands 3 represents an incredible value to gamers and an incredible achievement by the team at Gearbox Software. Our studio is talent-led, and we believe strongly in everyone sharing in profitability. Uh, the talent at Gearbox enjoys participation in the upside of our games. To our knowledge, the most generous royalty system in AAA gaming. Or AAA. Uh, since this program began, Gearbox talent has earned over $100 million in royalty bonuses above and beyond traditional compensation. In the most recent pay period, Gearbox talent enjoyed news that Borderlands. In the most recent pay period. Gearbox Talent enjoyed news that Borderlands 3, having earned revenue exceeding the largest investment ever made by the company uh, into a single video game, had officially become a profitable game, and the talent at Gearbox uh, that participates in the royalty bonus system has now earned their first royalty bonus on that profit. Additionally, a forecast update was given. This is still a statement. Uh, additionally, a forecast update was given to the talent at Gearbox that participates in the royalty bonus to set expectations for the coming quarters. Gearbox is a private company that does not issue forward-looking statements to the public, but we do practice transparency with our own family. Um, then it's more. Shire's still going. This is about all the trouble they had last year, obviously, with the lawsuit. Um, oh yeah, and, and one in one of the suits, it was alleged that Pitchford had taken a twelve million dollar bonus in twenty sixteen uh, when development started on Borderlands three. Uh, the bonus didn't. The bonus did exist according to two people with knowledge that happened, but it came out of the company's sixty percent and not the 40 percent that were meant to go to things still yesterday's news combined with word of pitchford's hefty bonus has upset a number of gearbox employees some of whom say they expect an exodus in the near future those who made financial plans based on the expectations set by the company's management may now find themselves in tough spots gearbox which is privately owned has uh, been seeking to go public according to two people familiar with the company plans it remains to see how this news will impact that i talked for a long time there sorry Gary. but i did what you wanted we read through it I officially retract my good work corporations statement from earlier in the show. What do you make of this, Greg? Oh, this fucking sucks. Are you kidding me? Uh, the the thing about it, like, because I'm a, as you know, Gary, and I go on the record quite often with this. I'm a fucking moron and I didn't go to business school. So for me, the disconnect becomes why wait, why wait this long to tell everybody that they're not getting the thought. The, this is like fucking Christmas vacation with Chevy Chase, right? Like, why wait till the moment where these people think they're about to get these giant checks to be like, hey, you're not going to get these giant checks? Because I, you know, you're talking about 140 million dollars of production. How much it costs here? This weird contract they signed with 2K. Like, I'm not sitting here going, oh man, clearly they have the money. Like, clearly this something went wrong along the way, but that didn't ever got communicated to the people who are busting their asses and working and doing crunch and everything else. And I'm reading this for the first time at first blush with you. With you, so sorry if I'm misinterpreting something here. That. Is like, what the fuck? Why wait that long to tell them? Because again, back to the Chevy Chase analogy, I'm sure there are people that are like, I'm going to buy a house when this comes. I can't wait to see what this. You're seeing that's, you know, this. We expect lifetime unit sales to be a record in the series. Like you're walking away from that information with, or that that statement and what you're seeing out there, right? Of like, we're about to fucking make a killing on this. And then not to ki- make a killing fucking sucks. Then to have this, let me, I'm scrolling back here, right? Yeah, oh, it's up here, right? This, uh, yeah. Pitchford also told Gearbox developers that they weren't happy with the royalty system. They were welcome to quit. What kind of fucking statement is that? Well, if you're delivering this news, you're crushing these people's dreams. You're giving, you're delivering bad news, period. Yeah. And so like, if, if you, if the bad news is justified, not in a way that like, whatever Gearbox is screwing over their company, their people because they're screwing over their people or Randy took all the money or whatever. If it's just said, Hey guys, let's talk brass tacks here. Like this is how much the game costs to make. This is how much this contract did us. This is what we actually have right now. We, because the article or the statement talks about them, the game is finally profitable, right? We've turned the corner. We've made more than 140 million. And I'm not a business person. I'm not including marketing. I'm not whatever. We've made more than that. So now it's time to start divvying up these things. I guess that that would be bad news. And you would deliver that in, I would personally deliver it as fast as possible once I knew the information. And then I would be super sensitive to everyone hearing that. At no point would I be like, hey, 
kind of funny. It's the end of the year. I know we promised you all bonuses, and it turns out this year's bonus is only ten dollars. We don't we don't make much money. This is ten dollars, and you know I know that's not what you guys were expecting. But if you don't like it, you can quit. If you don't like it, fuck <laughs> off. Am I a fucking wrestling villain? Am I about to Vince not, McMahon walk out of the arena? Not exactly the best time to quit your job either, Greg. No, not at all. Yeah, exactly. That's another great point too. Mm, mm, mm. So I don't know, Greg. Look, I, I, what I'm trying to make sense of here is the disconnect between the Strauss-Zelnick statement where he said yeah. we fully expect this to be like the most lucrative Borderlands game. And, well, here's and the then- thing. And, I, and I, know I'll be, I know I will be in chat immediately labeled. Oh, and I mean, by the way, of course, like uh, we host the Borderlands show, right? And this is breaking news to us too. So you take everything we say with a grain of salt. I say this is a completely fucking shitty situation. I would never fucking talk to somebody like this when I was giving bad news uh, if Randy said what he said here according to these people. However, to your point about Zelnick, right? Quote, we expect lifetime unit sales to be a record for the series, end quote, Zelnick. That... This information to me doesn't make that untrue. If 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 this information holds, and it is the fact that this game was way too fucking expensive, especially with the Quebec team, it's 140, blah, 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 blah. Lifetime sales can still be the most, you know, the best-selling Borderlands of all time. But if Borderlands 2 costs remarkably less to make, that's math, right, that I'm not good at. But that's math that says, oh, well, yeah, the checks wouldn't be there the way they should be. Now, again, right. though, lifetime unit sales means that if people keep buying Borderlands, if from what this says here, right, that, oh, you know, we've turned this corner and, and it is pro- it is profitable now. So people are going to, yeah, uh, they have now earned their first royalty uh, check on that profit. Again, that's first royalty. That's not last uh, from the way right. I understand this, right. this uh, right. profit share. It would be that this would keep coming. However, what I'm reading here from Jason's, as usual, great reporting, is that this is the first check and it's way less than what people thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah, and so for right. me, there's two major problems here. Number one, not warning people ahead of time and explaining this to them of like, hey, I, I've, because you know how offices are. People talk to each other. I, hey, everybody, we've heard the scuttlebutt that you think you're about to buy a Dodge Viper with this money, and maybe that's I don't, I don't know how much Dodge Viper costs. You're, 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 and you with a fucking Dodge Dart instead, eighty yeah, thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we heard that this is what it's going to be, and this it's not going to be that at first. You know what I mean? We project, we do this, this is the thing. Like, we have this aggressive DLC plan. We hope we're going to keep bringing people in. Like, that there's two things that I mean, overall, this fucking sucks. This is terrible. But what from what it reads and from what Gearbox is saying, it sounds like they're going to get there, they could get there, whatever. But then it's this tone deaf statement from Randy, if that's true, of yeah. If you aren't uh, happy with the royalty system, you're welcome to quit. Miller, it looks like Vipers go from 93000 to 112000 base price of several different models. I mean, houses in Frisco, Texas, they're cheap too. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, remember, we have a post show to do. You can catch it on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, where you can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then you can watch us record the show live, twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. You can watch it later, youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can watch on roosterteeth.com. You can listen on podcast services around. Click, click the globe. Uh, tomorrow host is going to be Blessing and Tim. Then Friday, also Blessing and Tim. That's right. There was an audible in there because now that we got Troy on, we have cool friends and something we're recording later on in that day. You got to you got to you got to be out there. If you're not making moves, Gary, you're standing still. Thank you so much. Gary, uh, Miller, Gary we love you. Yeah. Miller, did you do your wrong? I didn't, Kevin. No, OK, no. just making sure. No, I'm glad. No, keep me honest, Kevin. We did so much where we were putting it in as we went. You know what I mean? So we, a lot of people were in here. No, I get it. Yeah. Saying, no, no, I hear you. Ignacio Rojas writes in and says, Gary is wrong. The next generation of consoles will be faster than PC because you won't have to spend hours updating your BIOS. Oh, no. What a mortal wound I've sustained. I have had to update my BIOS once. It's true. I mean, it's not untrue. I have had to do that. But, I mean, don't you have to update fucking consoles these days? Consoles are becoming more and more like PCs with all the problems and technical no, issues. No, no, they're they becoming have. more and more better PCs. It used to be. Consoles used to have an argument in this area when you just slapped in a cartridge, pressed the power button, and you were on, on off you went. Now it's like, oh, shit, sorry, i got to update Ladies this. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll take this to the post that. show. We love you. We appreciate you. We hope we see you over there. Until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you.